No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah turns to the rulers of Judah who have trusted in lies and made a covenant with death. Therefore, God will lay a cornerstone in Zion and will do his awesome work of judgment. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 28 on Simply the Bible. At the beginning of chapter 28, Isaiah prophesied about the coming destruction to the northern kingdom of Israel known as Ephraim. The Assyrians would soon invade and take the people captive, but the southern kingdom of Judah was not far behind, for they had also been unfaithful to the Lord. They would escape the Assyrian invasion, but then would be taken captive by the Babylonians. Judah had prophets and priests, but rather than being aware of what was going on and speaking to people about it, they were getting drunk. Rather than Judah's rulers calling upon the Lord for help, they had looked first to the Assyrians for help, and then when that didn't work out, they sought to rely upon Egypt. But why didn't they heed the Lord's prophets and turn to him? They were without excuse. We continue in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 14. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who rule this people who are in Jerusalem, because you have said we have made a covenant with death, and with Sheol we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. So rather than listening to God's word, these rulers scorned the prophets. They thought Isaiah's message was too simple and too repetitive, too childlike. And when he warned them about the impending judgment, they paid no attention. Instead, they made a covenant with Egypt to help them against the Assyrian threat but soon the Assyrians would conquer Egypt so that Egypt would be of no value to them at all. They had taken refuge in lies and hidden themselves in falsehood. Therefore, their covenant with Egypt was in fact a covenant with death. That is ultimately what will happen to anybody who trusts in lies and makes falsehood his shelter. Like a house of cards, the day will come when everything will come tumbling down. This prophecy also looks forward to the future, when Israel will make another covenant with death. That covenant will be with the Antichrist, or the beast, as he is known in the book of Revelation. He will arise from Europe and lead a confederacy of ten nations. He will make a seven-year covenant with Israel, which will no doubt guarantee their protection and enable them to rebuild their temple, but it will be a covenant with death. At that time, anyone who receives the mark of the beast, which will be a number or his name in the right hand or the forehead, will be condemned for eternity. And yet many people will receive this mark because it will be impossible to buy or sell without it. 
people in the world today are being conditioned to receive both the Antichrist and his mark and believe the lie. They will make lies their refuge and falsehood their shelter, thinking it will protect them, but it won't. And why will they do this? The Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Like the Jews of Isaiah's day, these people won't listen to God's word. They have no appetite for it. They do not love the truth, but love unrighteousness and take pleasure in wickedness. Therefore, God will send them a strong delusion so that they believe the lie and they will make a covenant with death. Now, the Jews thought they would be protected from the overflowing scourge that would come, but they were self-deceived because the protection of Egypt would prove to be useless. Verse 16, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Also, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters will overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death will be annulled and your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. As often as it goes out, it will take you. For morning by morning, it will pass over. And by day and by night, it will be a terror just to understand the report. This is an amazing prophecy. So in the midst of pronouncing judgment against Judah, God speaks of a future cornerstone that he would place in Jerusalem. It would be a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, and a sure foundation. And whoever believes would not act hastily. Interesting. They wouldn't act hastily because their confidence would be in the stone. Now, this is a messianic prophecy of Jesus Christ. Peter quotes this verse in 2 Peter 2.6, applying it to Christ. And then he says, Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The builders who rejected the stone were the Jews. But God has made Jesus Christ, his son, the chief cornerstone. Also, the Lord says he will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. God's justice would be the means by which he would judge his people. And with the coming scourge, the refuge of lies in which his people had put their trust would suddenly 
be swept away and their covenant with death would be canceled. We hear about the cancel culture. Well, God would cancel their covenant with death and he will do it again in the future when Jesus Christ appears and makes war against the Antichrist. But he said the scourge will trample you down and there will be terrors morning by morning, day and night. This speaks of an ongoing terror because of the terrible reports. Verse 20, for the bed is too short to stretch out on and the covering so narrow that one cannot wrap himself in it. For the Lord will rise up as at Mount Perizim. He will be angry as in the valley of Gibeon that he may do his work his awesome work, and bring to pass his act, his unusual act. Now, therefore, do not be mockers, lest your bonds be made strong. For I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a destruction determined even upon the whole earth. So their beds being too short and their covers being too narrow so that they couldn't wrap themselves in it, that just spoke of the insufficiency of everything they were doing to try to protect themselves from this coming scourge, which uh, would first be the Assyrians and God would deliver them from that. But then the scourge they could not be delivered from would be that of the Babylonians. So the Lord said that he would rise up as at Mount Perizim and be angry as in the Valley of Gibeon. Those two places were places where David had defeated the Philistines. And God would do his awesome work, speaking of judgment. But he also calls it his unusual act or his strange act. You see, God brings judgment as the last resort. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. That's what he said through the prophet Ezekiel, but that they should turn and live. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so when he brings judgment, it's because man has exhausted every avenue of grace and truth and insists on going his own wicked way. For Isaiah says, I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a destruction determined even upon the whole earth. So this was looking beyond the local situation in Judah to the destruction that is determined upon the entire earth in the future. Give ear and hear my voice. Listen and hear my speech. Does the plowman keep plowing all day to sow? Does he keep turning his soil and breaking the clods? When he has leveled its surface, does he not sow the black cumin and scatter the cumin? Plant the wheat in rows, the barley in the appointed place, and the spelt in its place? For he instructs him in right judgment. His God teaches him, for the black cumin is not threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is a cartwheel rolled over the cumin, but the black cumin is beaten out with a stick and the cumin with a rod. Bread flour must be ground. Therefore, he does not thresh it forever, break it with his cartwheel, or crush it with his horsemen. This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. So why does God give a farming illustration here at the end of this prophecy? Well, he's saying that even as the farmer knows the right order of things, how you plow, how you sow, 
how you sow differently for different seed, how you harvest differently for different seed, how you process the crops after the harvest time. All of the wisdom of these things, he says, comes from the Lord. He's the one who teaches the farmer how to do these things. And the idea here is that God knows what to do to bring in the harvest of souls. God knows that different people require different things in order to change their heart. He knows what must happen to to crush them if need be in order to bring them to a place of repentance or others he can just speak softly to and they will heed his voice. But all of these things come from the Lord who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. And that is why we are wise to listen to his voice, to love his truth, not to resist, not to mock, not to spurn the word of the Lord as they did in Isaiah's day, because that would only bring horrific judgment down upon our own heads. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah warns Jerusalem about impending judgment, but he also looks forward to future glory. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.